Hey, this is Pastor Matt Zola from Fern Creek Christian Church. So glad you're able to tune in with us today. Hey, while you're on your phone, why don't you follow us on social media at Fern Creek CC on Facebook and Instagram and download the Fern Creek Christian Church app today because we want to stay connected with you throughout your week. We hope this message encourages you to become a better follower of Jesus. So without further ado, here's the message. You know, if you're, if you're visiting with us, we, we, uh, um, we're in week three of a series called Family Circus, and we're talking about the greatest show on earth, and that's the family. And before we, before we get into the message, we have some very important people with us for the next three weeks. For the next three weeks, we're going to have our first through fifth graders in the big house with us for worship. So that's absolutely awesome. So I thought, I thought what we do is we just welcome these VIPs. So if you're ages six to 11, would you stand up so we can welcome you to big church? Six to 11. Awesome. 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 Good deal. Now, now the reason we're doing this for the next couple of weeks is it, you know, from time to time, it really is important for our children to watch us worship. Really important for them to hear us sing the songs because they, they learn not just from being officially taught, but they learn by taking things in. So mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, they're watching you worship. They're listening to you sing, they're watching you pray, they're watching you stay awake during the sermon. <laughs> so, you know, they're, they're, they're catching a lot of things. And so, yeah, you know, it's just one of the things that we wanted to do is just for this next three weeks, bring our, our first through fifth graders in. Now, ages six through 11, let me, let me give you an assignment. During the sermon, I want you to pay close attention. Really take you know, to, to take it all in. As a matter of fact, if you're 6 to 11 and you're in church, I want you to, as you're driving home, whatever adult brought you to church, I want you to ask them a question about the sermon. I want you to see if you can stump them. If you can ask them a question about the sermon that they can't answer, they need to take you to McDonald's and get you anything you want. So adults, bring your A game. Bring your A game, adults. If you've ever been to the circus, man, you... You, you've seen an amazing show. Uh, if you've ever been to the circus, I wonder what your favorite act is. Would, would you just turn to your neighbor? What, what's your favorite act at the circus? Is it the lion tamer? The, uh, what, what's your favorite? T t tell somebody sitting next to you, what's your favorite act? Favorite circus act? I'm hearing lots of good stuff. I, my, my favorite circus act, hands down, has got to be the clowns. I love, yeah, I love the clowns. I mean, clowns, they do one thing really well. What is the clown's job? Yeah, make you laugh. That, that's the only job they have is just to simply scare you. Well, if you ever watched Poltergeist, maybe that's what freaked you out, but... But at the circus, they're supposed to make you laugh, right? And, and that's, the, that's their job. They, they wear big shoes. They have red noses, 
colorful hair. They wear crazy outfits and, and they do crazy things. Like maybe, maybe a clown will take a pie and smash it into another clown's face. That's kind of funny. Or maybe one clown will pick up a bucket of water and chase another clown and they get ready to throw the water on and the clown ducks and confetti goes all over the crowd. You know, the, the job of the clown is to make, make you laugh. And, and, and I, think, I think we need that today. We, we need lots of laughter today because the world in which we live is really a, a cold and kind of toxic place. I mean, we have jobs in school, there's tuba lessons and Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts, and we just are running so fast that, that this morning I just wanna hit the pause button to your life and I just wanna really ask you to think about one thing. How's the laughter in your house? Is there laughter flowing through the hallways of your home. And, and if there is, we want to celebrate that. And if there isn't, we want to encourage you to think about how to bring more of that into your home. One of my favorite all-time Bible verses is Proverbs 17:22. Proverbs 17:22. A cheerful heart is good medicine, but a downcast spirit dries up the bones. That is so true. So Solomon is, is talking about two postures. There are two postures. One posture is this downcast spirit. Do, do you know any downcast spirit people? People who constantly complain and whine and nag. I mean, they're dry and they're crusty. They're just grumpy pants. Do you know any grumpy pants, right? I mean, they make every molehill into a mountain. I mean, maybe you've got a dry bone, downcast person living in your neighborhood, just the mean old man or the mean old lady down the street. Maybe there's a downcast, dry, dry bones person in your office. Maybe there's one in your house. Maybe there's one in your row right now. <laughs> As a matter of fact, let me give you full permission. Look down your row. Go ahead and look down your row. Do you see any dry bone people? Any grumpy pants in your, don't point them out. This is probably not the time. <laughs> Just nod, nod for me. You know, head nod, right? So, so there's, there's these dry bone people. They don't only just dry their bones, they dry the bones of everybody around them. That, that, that's one position, that's one posture. And then Solomon talks about this good, cheerful heart posture. These are people that just live a little lighter. They smile, they laugh, they have some joy that kind of bubbles out of them. And, and, and that approach to life, that posture, Solomon says is good medicine, it's good medicine. And when you think about laughter, it's been scientifically proven that laughter is good medicine. It's been scientifically documented that laughter reduces stress, relieves pain, and boosts your immunity system, been documented. It's been scientifically proven that laughter burns calories, reduces cortisol, and relaxes the heart muscle. Laughter lightens your burden, it inspires hope, and it connects you to other people. In 1979, a guy named Norman Cousins wrote a book called Anatomy of an Illness. And in this book, Cousins wrote about how he used laughter to fight off a disease that doctors told him was nearly incurable. Listen to this quote from this man who suffered from this disease. He said, 10 minutes of genuine belly laughter had an anesthetic effect on me, would give me at least two hours of pain-free sleep. 
Norman turned to the Marx Brothers, candid camera, anything he could find to make him laugh. And he experienced a full recovery. Laughter is good medicine. Laughter is really the antifreeze of the soul. It keeps you moving. It keeps you going. So with all the benefits that laughter brings, I thought we would just experience it together. Let's take a few minutes, about, about 60 seconds, and let's laugh together. Let out a good laugh and take a look at this. feel better we'll just feel better dr seuss dr seuss was right when he said from there to here from here to there funny things are everywhere and i'm so thankful that that we can just experience some good medicine this morning uh, I, I i love lots of laughter I, I love to listen to the sound of laughter people laugh differently and I love to listen to how other people laugh. You know, some people are, they're the gigglers, <laughs> right? They just gig are any, any gigglers, any gigglers in the house? So, some people just give that, you know, the chuckle, ha, 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 right? Chucklers or gut busters. Or so. How about snorters? Any snorters out there? I, I remember when I was in grade school, I was in grade school, I was drinking some milk one day and somebody did something funny. I laughed so hard, milk shot out of my nose. You had, yeah, I don't know what category milk out the nose falls into, but, but I love to hear the sound of laughter. Laughter does so many good things. And here's what I want you to consider. Have you ever thought, have you ever thought about this? You're the only creature, you're the only creature in all of creation that has the ability to laugh. God gave you and only you, this unique ability to laugh. I, I don't care what you say. You'll never see a dog trotting down the street going, <laughs> no, no, no. Crickets don't laugh. Fish don't laugh. And contrary to popular opinion, hyenas don't laugh either. That's not a laugh. You, you were designed by your creator in a very exclusive manner that you are the only part of his creation has the ability to laugh. And I wonder, why did God do that? Why did God give you and I that wonderful, unique ability? Well, I think he gave it to us because he knows that life is hard and, and you and I are gonna need, you're gonna need that to kind of navigate through the ups and downs of life. So I think that was a generous gift, but he also gave it to you and I for another important reason. He laughs. God gave you and I the ability to laugh because he 
laughs. It comes from him. It's a part of his DNA. In the book of Psalms, the writer talks about how one day the kings of the earth will gather to, to stand toe-to-toe with God. They're going to resist God, and they're going to fight against God. And listen to what Psalm 2-4 says. The one enthroned in heaven, what's the next word? Laughs. God busts a gut. He busts a gut when he looks down and he sees that people are going to try to stand against him in the last days. God laughs. Consider this. There's a story about a couple in the Bible named Abraham and Sarah. And God told them that they were going to have a baby, but they couldn't have a baby. And when they, like, when they're in their 90s, God said, well, you're going to have a baby. And, you're not. and Sarah laughed. She said, that's him. Well, they had a baby. They had a baby. It actually came true. She has a baby when they're in their 90s. Now, can you imagine that, right? And and do you know what she named that baby? She named him Isaac. Does anybody know what the name Isaac means? Laughter, laughter. She named her her baby Laughter. Now, Now, what I love about this story is God is often referred to in the Old Testament as the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And I love the fact that laughter sits right there in the middle describing the kind of God he is. So, so God gave us this wonderful gift of laughter, not only just to help us kind of navigate through life, it's, it's a part of who he is, and, and he embeds in us. A, again, you, you carry part of the DNA of God inside of you, and so God laughs, and so he gave you that wonderful ability. When you read the Bible, the Bible is full of humor, all kinds of fun and funny stories in the Bible. One of the greatest funny stories of the whole Bible is when God made a donkey talk. He made a donkey talk, and that's way before Shrek ever thought about doing it, all right? <laughs> Balaam's donkey. That had to have been funny when a donkey turned around and talked to this dude, right? So I think that's funny. When I think about Jesus, I think Jesus had to be a fun guy to be around. I think, G- you know, Jesus laughed a lot. He had to. I mean, can you imagine Jesus going to a dinner party and not laughing? Can you imagine Jesus turning water into wine, being all rigid and stuck? Oh, I'm going to do this. No, no. Jesus used humor in a lot of his teachings. He talked about straining out gnats while swallowing a camel. And I I guarantee you when the crowd heard that, they let out a big chuckle. Jesus said one time, he talked about judgment. He said, why why are you so concerned about the speck in your brother's eye when you've got a log coming out of your own? And, And you know that had to brought down the house. Jesus had this way of using humor and laughter as he taught my favorite humor story from the entire Bible, I laugh every time, comes from the Old Testament. Maybe you know the story about a prophet named Elijah. And Elijah's on, Elijah's on top of a, of a mountain, and there's going to be a showdown between the prophets of Baal, these false prophets, and, and, and just Elijah, whose God is the true God. And so they're going to have this epic battle, and they, they prepare this sacrifice and pour water on it. And whoever God, whoever God they pray to, whoever God, whoever's God brings fire down and burns up the sacrifice is the true God. So it's a test. So he says to these fake prophets, you go first. So they prepare their sacrifice and pour water and they dance, call out to their God. And for hours they dance and pray, nothing happens. They start cutting themselves. And so finally, listen to what we read, 1 Kings chapter 18. At noon, Elijah began to taunt them. Shout louder, he said. Surely he's a God. Perhaps he's in deep thought. Maybe he's busy. Maybe he's traveling. Maybe he's asleep, but he must be awakened. You're not laughing. 
Yeah. <laughs> Let me help you. You see the word busy. You see the word busy. It cracks me up. Well, let me tell you why you're not laughing. The NIV, the NIV is trying to be very civilized, trying to be very cultured with this word busy. The Hebrew word for busy, you ready for this? The actual Hebrew word for busy is discharge from the bowels. <laughs> oh, now you get it. Now you get it. What Elijah really said, shout a little louder, your God's taking a poop. <laughs> that's what, that, I don't care who you are, that's funny. That's funny. You know, um, one of the greatest things about heaven is that we will laugh there. Heaven will be a place of unending laughter. And well, how, how do you know that, preacher? Well, Jesus told us it would be. Listen to what Jesus said. Jesus was going through a teaching called the Beatitudes. He's talking about blessed are you now, you know, if you're poor in spirit, blessed are you hunger now because you're gonna, it's all this about what's gonna, what's gonna happen later. And listen, tucked into the Beatitudes, listen to what he says. Look, look, Luke 6, 21. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will, what? You'll laugh. And then, but when is it supposed to come? Well, Jesus tells us in the next verse, couple of verses. Look at verse 23. Rejoice in that day, leap for joy, because great is your reward in heaven. Jesus promised that those who weep now, if you just hang on, you will laugh forever in the world to come. So friends, listen. The gift of laughter comes from a God who laughs. It's been given exclusively to us to help lubricate the pistons that, that drive us through this very difficult and dark world. And it's gonna be the native language to the world that we'll call home. So, so, so why not experience as much of this thing called laughter as we can now? Now, what's really interesting about laughter and, and one of the reasons why I wanted the kids to sit in especially today, is that kids do a way better job of exercising this gift than we adults do. They say, they did a study on this, they say the average, the average four-year-old laughs a couple hundred times a day. The average four-year-old will laugh a couple hundred times a day. It takes the average 40-year-old two months to laugh that much. So kids, listen to me. Keep teaching us how to laugh and may we regain and recapture this wonderful gift that God has given to us. So that's just a biblical narrative of some things that I wanted you to know biblically about laughter. I wanna drill down and give you some practical handles to take home. It's one thing to know that all that stuff's there. It's another thing to implement this thing called laughter in your home. So here's a couple of practical handles of application. Number one, learn to laugh at yourself. Let's just learn to laugh at ourselves. Many of us take ourselves way too seriously. We worry and we stress over what people are gonna think about us. So acceptance has become the barometer of self-worth today. If, if I have so many likes or so many hits on Facebook, or th then I feel better about me. But if I don't, then I feel worse about myself. So we do whatever we can to try to look good in the eyes of other people. And, and, and we really have gone off the rails. We, we find some people starving themselves. Just, just so other people will, will say that they look good. 
We, we buy designer labels. We take 300 selfies just to find the right one to post so that other people might comment. We, we, we've set the bar so high for ourselves. We've placed so many unrealistic expectations on ourselves, worked so hard to hide the blemishes, to cover the cracks. And then when we make a mistake, when we drop the ball, we get so embarrassed and we beat ourselves up so much. And I just wanna remind you, friend, no one's perfect. No one's perfect. No one makes every shot. No one scores a hundred all the time. No one has it all together. And when we learn to laugh at ourselves, what we're doing is we're able to separate what we do from who we are. And that's awfully hard to do today. But when you laugh at yourself, you can begin to be self-aware and to say, what I do and who I am are not really the same. So if you do badly on a test, you're not a bad person. You oversleep and you miss a meeting, you're not lazy. To err does not make you an error. And laughing at yourself is this pressure release valve that just releases the tension and the anxiety and the stress we live in this broken, crazy world. So, so here's the piece of advice. When you, the next time you lay an egg, admire it. <laughs> Step back, admire it, embrace it, realize you're human, laugh it off and move forward. Learn to laugh at yourself. Number two, learn to laugh at home. Learn to laugh at home. Again, this world is toxic. This world is cold, it's bitter, it's a dark world. And, and what we need is this haven. We need this retreat. We need this place where we can just relax and laugh and play and have some fun. And that place ought to be home. L laughter does, again, so many good things. It improves communication. It removes barriers. It draws people closer together. P parents, and one of the things I wanted you to hear with your kids sitting next to you today is this. Is your home a fun place to be? Is your home a fun place? Not, not, I'm not saying it's perfect. And I'm not saying is it fun 24 seven, but is it a fun place to be? Because if it is, your kids will want to be there. Your kids will want to bring their friends there. But listen to me, if it's cold, if it's toxic, if it's stressful and heavy, they're gonna find somewhere else to go. They're gonna find somewhere else to be. I've always wanted our family to have fun. I wanted the halls of our house to have lots of laughter flowing through it. So, so we just got back. We just got back from the most epic trip our family has ever taken. We, 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 we went to Europe. Our family went to Europe. And we saw things and did things that my kids will tell their kids stories about. It was just epic. But let me tell you my, one of my top two favorite, two or three favorite moments uh, about this whole trip. We are going to have dinner one night. And we'd eaten at some pretty nice places and some pretty epic places. But on this night, we were like, you know what? Let's just go to the local market and let's just go in and grab some stuff, grab whatever you want to grab to eat. And then let's go back to the hotel room and let's just eat whatever we find in this market. That was kind of the job. Pick whatever you want to pick and that'll be your dinner for the night. So we walk into this market with that kind of in mind. And uh, I look over and one of my family members who will not be named 
is holding 15 boxes of European chocolates. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Chocolate ding-dongs, chocolate-covered bananas, chocolate pancakes. They probably had chocolate cigarettes. I don't know what. They, chocolate everything. She looked like she'd broken out of Willy Wonka's and mugged an Oompa Loompa on the way out. I'm like, dang, I'm just, and then I look over and I've got some chicken and I got, I, I wanted to try some fancy European cheeses. And so I got some, some cheese. Uh, and then I saw these, I'm not kidding you. They were these giant crescent rolls, right? And so I'm like, ooh, right? And so I say, giant crescent roll. And they're like, huh? <laughs> I'm like, they don't call them giant crescent rolls over there, right? You shouldn't understand what I'm saying. So I finally had to point, well, I, 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 they don't call them crescent rolls. They call them croissants. Croissant. You can't, you can't say the T. You got croissant. croissant. I, as a matter of fact, just a little public service announcement. If you ever go to Europe, don't call them giant crescent rolls. They'll give you the stink eye. So let's practice this. Look up here on the screen. I'm going to phonetically kind of walk you through this. You don't say the T. So on the count of three, turn to your neighbor and with that little Frenchy snooty accent, tell them croissant. One, two, three. Ooh la la. You are nailed it. You nailed it. So I, I got me a croissant, right? And, and uh, so we go back to the hotel. They had 15 boxes of chocolate and a croissant, right? And, and uh, we sit down to start eating. And I'm not lying. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not lying. All of a sudden, how do I say This horrible odor filled the room. I'm not talking a little stinky. Something was coming through the room that made your eyes water. You ever had like eyes water stinky? And you ever like, I'm thinking it's the cheese. Like the cheese is like, this is rotten cheese or something, right? But it's making, and I look over and another member of my family who shall not be named just took her shoes off. <laughs> and we look and we're like, is that your feet? Holy smokes, go wash your feet, burn your, and then it happened, then it happened. We busted a gut. I mean, it, there, there we are around a little two-foot table laughing about stinky feet, about our chocolate addiction and eating croissants, right? And it was just one of those, I'm telling you, like we saw, but that was, that laughter in that moment was just a memory that I'll treasure for the rest of my life. And what I'm going to tell you is this, if you ever have to choose between having an immaculate home and a fun home, you choose the fun home. So learn to laugh at yourself. Yeah, we can clap for that, come on. Learn, learn to laugh at yourself, learn to laugh at home, make your, make your home a fun place to be. And then the last thing, learn to laugh at church. Learn to laugh at church. I, I realize that there are times when laughter may not be appropriate. I'm not gonna stand up here and, and tell you that every minute of every waking, minute of every waking day, you're gonna, you should just, know there, there are seasons of great gloom and there are seasons of dark nights and there are seasons of great despair, but hear me, hear me. Even in those dark and troubling times, we are the guardians of a precious treasure. You are the guardian of what true hope is. 
You are a guardian of what true joy is. You are a guardian and a protector and a displayer of what true peace is, even in the midst of that darkness. And when we gather, friend, we, we've read the back of the book and we know we win. We win in the end. And, and so no matter how dark it gets, have that eternal perspective. And when we gather as a body of believers, bring that joy, bring that laughter with you. This of all places needs to be a place of great joy. You, 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 you and I get beat up in the world. Every single day we get hit and we get beat. And this has got to be a place, a refuge where we don't just sugarcoat things, and it's, but this ought to be a place of great joy and great laughter. And here's why. If you and I reflect, if we gather together, and if you and I reflect this somber, gloomy, uptight life, if we portray that our father is more like a tyrant than a joy-filled father, listen to me, the world will reject that gospel. World's not looking for that. They don't need that, and that's not the truth. So when you come to church, bring that gift of laughter with you. Put a smile on your face. Come and bear witness that you were once lost, but now you are found. Come and bear witness that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life and that nothing can separate you from the love of God that comes through Christ Jesus, your Lord. Come and bear witness that even though this world is dark and cold and scary, evil will one day be overcome. Friend, listen, no matter how much sorrow you are experiencing right now, no matter how much pain you are bearing right now, the Bible says weeping only endureth for the night. Joy will come in the morning. Joy is just around the corner. And listen to me, God will have the last laugh and it'll never stop. It'll never stop. A Christian businessman was traveling to St. Louis and he woke up on a Sunday and he wanted to find a church to worship in, but he didn't know where to go. And so as he was walking down the street, he saw a police officer. So he stopped the policeman and he said, hey, I'm in town on business. I'm looking for a church to attend. Would you recommend one? The policeman said, well, uh, I'd go to this church. And the businessman said, well, why, why of all churches did you recommend that one? And here's what the police officer said. He said, well, I'm not a church-going man myself, but the people who come out of that church are the happiest-looking church people in St. Louis. And I thought that might be the kind of church you'd like to attend. Friend, there are a lot of people looking for a church exactly like that. So, so laughter is truly good medicine. So bring that gift of laughter with you. When you're here, hug, smile at people, wave, let people in front of you when they're leaving the parking lots. <laughs> bring your joy, bring your joy. Laughter is good medicine for you and for those around you. So now we come to the bag. I hope you haven't opened it. Don't open it just yet. I'm reminding you that laughter comes from God and it's a unique ability given to you by your creator. And every now and again, we just need to be reminded to laugh. So I want you to open this up, open it up and put it on. Open it up, put it on. I'll wait for you. Come on. 
I'll wait. Take your time. I've been waiting to say this. What a bunch of clowns. Turn to your neighbor, just tell them you're a clown. You're a clown. I know, I know some of you are hurting today. And I know, I know some of you are feeling heavy today. What I want to remind you of is you can still laugh. Laughter is a gift that comes from God. It's a part of who God is. It helps us as we navigate through this dark world. It'll be the, the language that we, we speak in heaven. So friend, listen, learn to laugh at yourself. Learn to laugh at home. Learn to laugh at church. And the nose, I want you to do a couple things with it. You wanna wear it to lunch, that's fine. Just tell them you go to Southeast Christian, okay? <laughs> That one, that, that wasn't in my notes. I always get in trouble when I go off my notes. I, 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 want, you, I want you to do something for me. So, sometime today, would you just take a picture of yourself or your family with your noses on? And would you, would you email it to me? Email it to me. I, I would love to just, I'd love to see, I'd love to see some joy. And the other thing I want you to do is I want you to keep that nose on a desk, on a shelf, in your house. And when, when you're going through a dark season or a hard season, I want you to just pop that thing on and look at yourself in the mirror. And I want you to remember that laughter is indeed good medicine. So give me a picture, keep it somewhere close. And when you need to have a good laugh, take a good laugh. And then I'm gonna give you some homework. Here, here's your homework. I've given you lots of homework in the past. One time, one time I told you to go home and take a nap, right? That, that was a good homework. I'm gonna give you some more homework. Here's your homework for the week. You ready? I want you to laugh three times a day. That's your homework for the week. Whether you, whether you gotta put this nose on yourself or you put it on you know, uh, one of your spouses that's asleep, right? <laughs> one of your spouses, your only spouse. <laughs> Welcome to the Mormon church. All right, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just tired. It's getting a little hot in here. I, I, just, want, I, just, want you to, I just want you to laugh. Whether it's watching a funny movie, whether it's finding a good joke, whether it's putting Kool-Aid powder in the shower head and waiting until your kids get in there to put on the water, you know, you'll turn their skin purple or whatever. Find, find something, laugh three times a day. And let's all, let's all take some good medicine. And let's remind ourselves that, that laughter is a gift from God. And let's, let's be a testimony to the world that our God is a loving father who laughs. Let me pray. Well, thanks again for tuning in. I hope that message encouraged you to love, live, and lead like Jesus, to become a disciple that makes more disciples. That is why Fern Creek Christian Church exists. 
Hey, while you're already on your mobile device, why don't you go to Apple Store or Google Play and download the Fern Creek Christian Church app today. On the app, you'll be able to see other podcasts we have, just like this one. You'll be able to stay up to date on Fern Creek Christian Church news and announcements, and you'll see events and the church calendar throughout the year. Man, you need to download this app today. I'm serious. Go do it. Hey, I want to take a second to invite you to worship with us on Sunday mornings, either online or in person. We have three services, one at 845 that we call our homecoming service. That features more hymns and southern gospel music. But then we also have two contemporary services at 10 and 1115. If you would like to give to the ministry happening here at Fern Creek, I want you to go online to our website, www.ferncreekcc.org, and click on the big giving tab you'll see on our main page. If you would like to talk more about the message you just heard, or you would like to pray with somebody, call us at 502-239-9300. Again, that's 502-239-9300. Or email us at office at ferncreekcc.org. Well, if you're not already a member at Fern Creek Christian Church, we want this place to become your home. So with that, hope you have a blessed rest of your week. Grace, peace. See you next time, church.